This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. We are here to serve the Lord. That is our purpose, to serve the Lord. And there is a word from the Lord today. Now, our scripture was read earlier, but I want to lift up verses 5 through 8, just for a few moments. And the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap for Jesus in order to have him for a basis of accusing them. But Jesus bent down, and he started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to cast the stone. If anyone of you without sin be the first one to cast the stone. Just for a few moments this morning, I'm going to speak on the topic, the unrighteous righteous. The unrighteous righteous. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, hide me behind this sacred cross. Father, you prepared a word for your people this morning. Let them receive it and let them govern themselves accordingly. This we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I want to start out by saying that uh, this sermon comes with a disclaimer. Now a disclaimer is a formal statement saying that you are not legally responsible for something, such as the information given in a book or on the internet or that you have any direct involvement. For example, a warning label they may put on cigarette packages that say smoking can be dangerous for your health. Or a parental advisory, meaning that something on TV may not be appropriate for children under a certain age. You may find this sermon controversial. You may find this sermon unconventional. Or you may find this sermon provoking. But God said somebody need to hear this sermon today. I say all that to say that I'm not responsible for the content of this sermon. So for all the biblical scholars, if you were expecting to hear a hermeneutical exegesis message today, Come back and see me in two weeks. God has a message for you. This may not be the message for you today. This sermon is for real people. Let me say that again. This sermon is for real people. I don't know why God put this on my heart, but I'm going to be obedient. Amen? Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning, he came into the temple where all the people came and sat and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And they had sat her in his midst. 
Now, the scribes and Pharisees were members of a religious group or party, frequently clashed with Jesus Christ over his interpretation of the law. In other words, these were the holy folk. The only thing the Pharisees looked at people was their sin and had a certain contempt for the common person. The Pharisees were, ignorant, were arrogant and truth-hating by nature. The unrighteous, righteous. They thought that they didn't sin because they didn't do anything. Well, I'm here to tell you, even if you're not sinning or not doing anything, it's called omission. The sin of omission is not doing anything when you're supposed to do something, particularly when it involves doing the right thing or failing to do what you have been instructed to do. For example, a sin of omission is neglecting the care for those in need and avoiding prayer. Jesus often condemned the Pharisees because they place unrealistic, legalistic demands on people. They want you to do things they might not necessarily be able to do. My God. Another reason why Jesus condemned them is because they revealed in the celebrity status and religious titles, they thought that they were better than everybody else. Do you know anybody like that? Lord have mercy. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm not going to give titles, but these are people who think that they are above everyone else. The Pharisees were not fond of Jesus, either because he exposed them for who they were. They were hypocrites. They saw Jesus associating with common people and saw them cheering him on, loving him. They couldn't stand because they were envious of him and his popularity. So when the man, so when they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. We caught her in the very act. Now, under the law of Moses, it commanded she should be stoned. What sayest thou? And they said this, tempting Jesus, that he might accuse the woman also. Now, let's, let's back up a minute, because I'm, I'm a little confused here. And here's the parental advisory, okay? Adultery is defined as the voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person that's not his or her spouse. In other words, it's an act between a man and a woman. Now, wh where was the man? These Pharisees are claiming that an act of adultery has been committed. They brought the woman in, but they didn't bring in the man. Something is wrong with this picture. The unrighteous, righteous. But Jesus stooped down with his finger. He rolled in the ground. And they were asking him, Lord, Lord, what should we do? And he said, let he that is without sin cast the first stone, my Lord. And again, he stooped down and rolled on the ground. And they in which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience. 
went out one by one. Jesus was left alone with the woman. When Jesus had lifted himself up, he said to the woman, where are your accusers? Where did they go? There was no one left to condemn the woman. The woman said, no, sir. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Did not Jesus send his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that we might be saved through him? Jesus' word must have come to her as words of mercy in contrast to words of anger by those who brought her to be stoned. See, Christ didn't excuse the woman's guilt, nor did he preach zeal to the Pharisees. Those are self-condemned who judge others, and yet, yet, they may do the same thing. For we all have fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? Yes. Now, in 1989, Spike Lee wrote a movie called Do the Right Thing. Some of y'all may have remembered that, such as Brother Eve. Well, in the movie, it starred the late, great Ozzie Davis, who played a character called the Mayor, in which he would walk up and down the block, inebriated sometimes. Well, about 40 years ago, there was a church in Albany on a small block. And this block contained about seven to eight houses and a church. And the, past, the pastor of this church thought he was a little better than everyone else. So this guy named Joe used to walk up and down the block every day, and Joe would have a few alcoholic beverages in him. One day the pastor stopped Joe and says, Joe, every day I see you walk up and down this block drinking whatever it is you're drinking. Let me ask you a question. How much do you spend on alcohol every day? Joe said, about $5. $5. $5 a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on alcohol. Over these past years, you could have bought this whole block, but yet you squandered your money. Joe, you ain't nothing but a drunk, a drunk, a drunk. Joe looked at the pastor. He said, Pastor, can I ask you a question? What is it, Joe? Do you drink? No, I don't drink. Then show me your block. Show me your block. See, this, this pastor sounded like he was one of the Pharisees. The unrighteous, righteous. You're going to criticize this man for the choices he made and telling him what he should have done, but you haven't done it either. And you don't have the same excuse as he had. We got to be careful, church. We got to be careful. We can't go around judging people, condemning people. We have to be careful. 
Just watch yourself about that. Now, let me clarify something here. I mean, this is where it may get a little controversial. Drinking is not a sin. Drinking is not a sin. Drunkenness is a sin because now when you drink too much, you become gluttony. Gluttony is when you exceed in drinking or eating. Now, Jesus didn't have a problem with drinking. For we see in John 2, 1 through 11, Jesus and his disciples, uh, let, let, let me rephrase that, for the real people, Jesus and some church folk were attending a wedding. Some people at the wedding were drinking until they ran out of wine. So Jesus' mother approached them and said, all the wine is going. Jesus summoned the attendant and told them to bring the jars, fill them up with water, and then Jesus turned the water into wine. So I say this to say, you can do things in decency and in order. Don't let people tell you that if you do something, if you have a habit, that it's so bad you're going to hell. Sometimes people don't come to church because they don't feel they have the proper clothes to wear. Sometimes the Pharisees in the church may tell them that dress is too short, or that shirt has a spot in it, or those pants are hanging down on you, or that blouse is too low cut. Well, let me tell you about clothes. See, one thing that people don't always understand is that it, it's not a fashion show that we come to church. We come to church with our nice clothes for two reasons that I'm going to give you. Two reasons. One, it's a testimony. It's a testimony how God has been good to us, how he has blessed us. We didn't always have clothes to wear, okay? And now that God has put us in a place where we have some decent clothes, we want to bring the best to him, just as he required in the garden with Cain and Abel. Bring me your best. So when you see people coming to church and they're dressed up, they're coming because they're bringing their best to God. That's what that's about. It's not about a fashion show. Everybody can't afford Prada and Gucci and Liz Claiborne and all these things. But whatever you have, you have to come as you are. That's the important thing. So preacher, what does this have to do with the scripture? Well, just like the woman who had their accusers, Jesus can forgive you of your sins. Just because other people hold things over your head, thank God that there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. He will look beyond your faults and see what your needs are. Don't worry about not having all the finer things in life. For in Isaiah 51 says, Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you have no money. Come, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Jesus wants your heart. God is no respecter of person. Don't be like the unrighteous righteous who think they have it all together. Come, so you can have a little talk with Jesus, so you can walk with Jesus, so you can tell him that I'm your own. All right, every day we need Jesus because he will pick you up. He will turn you around. He will put your feet on solid ground. Not just today, because he's the same. He's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Thank God. Thank God that he can change your life 
in an instant. He died on the cross so that you, 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 and me can have salvation because God loved us so much. He sent his only begotten son. His only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The unrighteous. Righteous. Don't be like the unrighteous righteous. Don't go around acting like, you know, everything is all right and you so holy. We all sin. We all sin. And we need to recognize that. I may not do what you do. You may not do what someone else does. But we all sin. Stop trying to be so righteous. Be a real person. Admit your shortcomings. Be humble. Get down on your hands and knees in front of the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for thinking that I'm so righteous. For thinking that I'm better than that next person. For thinking not about you. We have to humble ourselves and stop being so righteous. One reason why people don't come to church is sometimes because of who they see going in the church. I'm going to tell it like it is. Tell the truth or shame the devil. You know, sometimes we don't understand what people go through on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Some people are struggling. Some people are hurting. And they walk through the doors. And they come sit somewhere where they're not supposed to. And someone, someone, and this has happened in the past. I'm not saying it happened here, but it's happened in the past where someone say, you and sister so-and-so seat. You and brother so-and-so seat. It took them all they had to come to the church. And in that instant, you broke their spirit. Unrighteous. Righteous. Not appreciating the fact that they came to the house of the Lord seeking a blessing. Instead, they were turned away. And some people have told me, you know what, Ken? I get treated better on the street than I do in the church. And that's a shame. It's a shame to be the unrighteous righteous. Let's love like God want us to love. Jesus taught us to love everybody. He died for everybody. It rains on the just and the unjust. He didn't just die for Christians. He died for everybody. And we thank God. We thank God that he thought enough about us. Sinners saved by grace. The unrighteous Righteous. May God bless you.